Okay, so welcome everyone. My name is Jackie. I'm the exercise physiologist at Transcend Health. And today I have dietitian Beck Haslam with me. We're going to have a bit of a chat about um, all things food and diet <laughs> in the current situation. So Beck, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I'm an accredited practicing dietitian. So I have my own private practice, Nutrient Nation. So we're located at Broadmeadow. Um, so we had the private practice since 2015. So going on five years now being in private practice. And at the same time, I work at the university uh, doing nutrition research as well. Wow. So I recently got into dietetics because I was just passionate about food, I guess. I actually went into hospitality from school and then just sort of realised working in bars wasn't my ideal longer term um, career option. Um, so I went back to uni when I was 27. So a bit of a late bloomer there, but have, you know, have loved every minute of getting into nutrition and dietetics now. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. So um, I suppose going into private practice and starting your own business is no small step, no small decision. What led you down the path of starting Nutrient Nation? Yeah, it was actually a, a bit of a funny story. So I was actually training in a gym at the time um, and people knew that I was a dietitian and I'd always get asked questions about nutrition and what we should be eating. Um, and I just made a comment to the trainer saying, oh, have you ever thought about having a dietitian work out of here? I think it would be really valuable. Um, he took the question home to his wife that night and by the next day we'd organised to set up um, a consult room out of his gym. So that's kind of how it started, I guess, just realising that there was demand there for it mm. is what led, led into that. So I actually originally started out as customised nutrition mm. and stuck with that name for a few years but went through a bit of a rebranding when I had identified that my original business name just didn't really fit with the brand that I wanted to portray to people mm. which was you know more of a, a community feel uh, and not too much of a, a weight loss focus I wanted it to to appear to be more you know performance-based nutrition and kind of everyone's welcome to join and you know share everything sort of thing so yeah awesome so i suppose moving away from that weight loss and into more performance what are the kinds of clients that you're usually working with at nutrient nation yeah so we're actually located so our office is within the hunter academy of sport so we do see a lot of our adolescent athletes so we work with physical performance so sports performance side of things and on top of that we still see more private clients as well. So we've got a lot of endurance athletes that we work with. Um, so marathon trail runners, as you would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I guess for us, performance nutrition also extends to the mental health side yep. of things as well. So we've identified that that's a, a really key aspect in a lot of people, but particularly in, uh, in corporates as well, yeah. because they're, you know, they're so busy all of the time and they're working really long hours trying to come home to their family and still exercise and eat well. So kind of trying to maintain both that physical and mental health. So that's, that's pretty much our, our client base in a nutshell. That's very cool. I, um, it reminded me of a quote actually that was, I think from Brendan Burchard who said that, uh, you know, executives or people who work and work at a high level and have that high level of cognitive functioning, they need to be just as conscious of their energy needs as an athlete. Um, and I don't think a lot of people really think of themselves as an athlete, not when they're turning up to work 
can work a desk job five days a week. Um, so that's really quite cool. Um, I suppose talking about the mental health side of things as well, it kind of sets us up going into the, you know, the current climate in the world. Like we're going into lockdown, more people are working from home. We've got, um, you know, a shake up of our normal routine. So if we can get into like, how, how is your current work and that work that you do changed moving into um, this, this new world that it is and um, what things are you noticing in your clients? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely been a big shift uh, in our clients. So some have, be some have become a lot more health conscious. So we're mm. noticing that health is becoming more and more important to them. And then we've got the other side of the client base that find, you know, that change in working environment and working from home mm. has really altered, you know, their ability to maintain the same eating patterns that they that they usually would. So we definitely get a lot of questions from clients about, um, you know, how we can stop our snacking throughout <laughs> the day, you know, that sort of thing. Because yep. then, you know, everything is not the same as as what it used to be. So it's really, really different. But I think, you know, we'll come out the other end of this, uh, a very different um, profession and population, I think. Yep, absolutely. So I was wondering, would you, like with the things that people are asking you, is there some common themes that um, I suppose if you're going to talk to a large group of people, be like, here are some of the things that I've been talking about recently that would be really useful for people to know, either working from home or even getting into like eating healthily for, like I know we spoke about eating for immunity um, mm -hmm. or any other uh, things they can adapt into their home life. Yeah, and, and the immunity side of things is a big one for people. Mm -hmm. I think they often ask, you know, is there something I can do with my diet to reduce the risk of getting COVID-19? Um, and I guess our response to that for most people is it's getting those foundation um, nutrition kind of factors right first, and that's what your priority should be. So making sure you're getting a nice variety of foods from all of the food groups, plenty of antioxidants, so from your fruits and veg and your whole grains, and that's going to be the best way for you to keep, you know, sort of your health, you know, at, at the top of where it can be during this. There's no, no magic cure. There's no supplements that you're going to be able to take that's going to prevent that, but you can certainly put yourself in a situation where your overall health is better, that you can manage anything that you come up against during this time. Excellent. Is there any good news in that? Um, I suppose I tagged you in something that said carbohydrates and polyphenols and I made the joke about um, chocolate croissants and red wine. Is there some things in there that um, I suppose some good news for people that they can take home about the kinds of foods they oh. can be eating? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and on the carbohydrate sort of things, and we all love carbohydrates, so it does actually play a role in the immune pathway. So don't mm -hmm. go cutting out your carbs during this time. So it is certainly beneficial. And then, yes, if we're looking at our antioxidants, particularly our polyphenols, you're going to find those in your dark chocolate and your red wine. So perfect timing coming into Easter at the moment. <laughs> so you can certainly get a nice high level of polyphenol intake i think it's also important for us to to note though a lot of the research that is you know that surrounds polyphenols and you know antioxidant properties mm. um is actually using much higher doses of polyphenols than we would ever get from red wine and chocolate there would be far more negative effects from those <laughs> than the polyphenol or the antioxidant effects. But, you know, I'm certainly not against us 
having some nice chocolate and red wine because you know every every little bit helps it does it really does and i suppose um it falls into that mental health category as well right <laughs> eating food absolutely yeah yes yeah yeah most definitely they're soul foods yep absolutely yep. So with all of these changes um, and moving forward into like once all this is settled down, uh, what do you think the impact of this, this current situation will have on your industry and for people as well? So um, whether that's changes in the way you've practiced or changes in the way that people are um, behaving, like health related behaviours, uh, what are you seeing or what do you think might happen at the end of all of this? Yeah, I really do think there will be a big shift and people will really want to prioritise their health coming out the other side of this. It's just, you know, probably been a big wake up call for people that we do lead too fast a life sometimes and, and we don't prioritise the key things that, that we should. And, and you know, just as well as I, that nutrition and exercise and sleep, um, you know, reducing stress levels are all things that can really contribute to better overall health and well-being and I really think people are going to start realizing that and prioritizing that coming out the other side from a dietitian perspective though from a business perspective we've really had to shift the way that we run our business whilst we're still allowed to practice and see clients one-on-one -on -one face to face at the moment um, clients certainly aren't comfortable with that. So we've really had to do a big shift of moving to more of a telehealth approach, mm. um, which isn't as simple as what it sounds. It's not as simple <laughs> as us just, you know, having a quick <laughs> video call. There's a lot of business changes and, mm. you know, change to, um, you know, forms and documents and payment processing and, and all of those sorts of things. So I think, you know, for any allied health practitioner, um, you know, they've had to put in a lot of hard work over the last few weeks to be able to maintain their business and having clients still still mm. coming in. So I think in the long term, that'll be a good thing, though. I Absolutely. think we're going to have, you know, additional ways to deliver services, which can only be a good thing for us. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And knowing um, I've kept just like a in the back of my mind looking at what telehealth is doing since I've started because the conversation around accessing or people in remote areas accessing better healthcare because these are the people who are at higher risk. Telehealth has actually just burst this wide open. So suddenly someone living in Broken Hill has the same opportunities as someone living in Sydney, which is which is really exciting that we can have a bigger impact across Australia. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we've mm. been trying to work on that. We've identified that people living rurally and you know in remote areas um, do need telehealth services because they don't have the access to health uh, yeah. healthcare like you know regional and major city kind of areas. So I think yeah, again, it's it's going to benefit people far beyond you know when we come out of the the other side of these next few months. Mm, absolutely. So a bit of a deviation off coronavirus for a moment. I'm interested to know, is there any areas um, in your industry that you're really quite curious about at the moment? I know that you do a lot of research and you might have some things that you've been working on, but um, are you really curious or interested in a certain area of dietetics at the moment that you'd like to talk about? Um, I think the problem is at the moment that I have a bit more time to think about it and my brain is actually <laughs> exploding with too many ideas that I would like to, to prioritise. I actually really like um, the habit change side of things. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's a big part of dietetic practice and you know, most health professionals practice, mm. um, but I think it's an area that we can all become a lot 
better at. And I think I've become a more aware of the need of that during this time because yep. people's situations and environments have changed and they're realising that they do have some long-term ingrained habits that, you know, may work in their favour or other times may not um, and, and we're the ones that need to help them work through that and form some new new healthy habits. People have very good knowledge about what to do. They just don't know how to do it. So I think that's that's a little area that I, I'm focusing on at the moment. That is very cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting you listen or listen to or watch the stories that pop up on Facebook where people talk about um, they're now, you know, watching Netflix until 3am because they don't have to be up for work or, and they don't have the have to get dressed and showered and commute for, let's say, half an hour each way. So suddenly the, the habits are going the other way, that they don't have those structures in place, that framework in place that they would have had previously because they can literally roll out of bed and be at work at 9am. Yes. Um, yeah. Just yeah. like running a comb think, through their hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's a really good tip for people, like a really good practical tip for people though. You don't have to lose all of your structure just because you're working at home. Like jump mm. up and write yourself a daily schedule of, of you know, what hours you're going to work in the morning and the afternoon and what time you're planning on snacking and having a lunch and like our brains love a bit of structure mm. so i think if we can try to maintain that um then it goes a long way to kind of help us not fall into some of those less ideal habits excellent are you finding personally there's any habits that you're falling into are you you're pretty good on your own personal habits <laughs> Uh, for the first couple of weeks, um, so I think I've been working from home for, this is probably my fourth week now, and for the first two weeks, I was like, oh, hello, kitchen, like, I'm just visiting you <laughs> every hour, <laughs> and I know that I'm not the only one out there that's doing the same thing, yep. um, but once I settled in and reminded myself of a few of the strategies to to kind of stop myself doing that as much. Um, I've settled in now and, I, and I've kind of, you know, broken out of that habit, but there was definitely a, a couple of weeks where things were a bit weird and I was relying on kind of snacking to, you know, make me feel better about being unsettled, working at home and being mm. a bit, or just being locked in the one office and not talking to people and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So essentially all the same things that everyone else is dealing with and you're very, you're there and you're with them. <laughs> like this is a journey guys, we're together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So is there anything else that um, I suppose your 2020 plans would have been thrown out the window um, mm. with coronavirus, but is there anything looking forward into the year that you're lo looking at working on or currently working on and hoping to have up and running or have achieved by the end of the year? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely looking at building some more um, online platforms and some courses into our current website that we have um, to target a few different groups of people and like help with their knowledge and skill development, um, you know, and putting, putting together some short courses on, on specific nutrition topics uh, and then people can actually go online and, and learn a little bit more about it themselves knowing that it's coming from um you know qualified professionals that have done their research into mm. each of the different topics and people know that they're really getting that evidence-based 
information. Um, yeah, so that's definitely some, some exciting things that we're working on. Um, and then also looking at um, some of our undergrad students as well. So we're looking at how we can help them come out of their undergrad degree um, with more developed skills and knowledge ready to get into the workforce. So that's, that's pretty exciting at the moment. So a big educational focus is making sure that people are well empowered with the right knowledge. Yeah. Yes. And a, and a strong practical application component. Again, we can learn, you know, all of the knowledge in the world, but if we don't know how to communicate with people and if we mm. don't know, you know, practical tips and strategies to help our clients with, they're not actually going to implement, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a, a lack of knowledge thing. It's, it's a lack of translation into the real world that I think a lot of people lack. Absolutely. And it's certainly something that I wish I had have learned coming out of uni as well. It's been a long decade of uh, learning the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a long process. So if we can speed that up for some people, then they'll be, they'll be very lucky to have our, our expertise, I think. Absolutely. Well, it's fabulous that you're in, in the position that you can teach the new ones coming out those skills or at least draw their attention to it. Yes. Um, going back into your online platforms, I, I did, um, obviously, being on some of your email lists, notice that you put a call out for some certain demographics. So I was just going to say, is there any, with your online platforms, any kinds of things you're targeting in particular um, in education in terms of your uh, the general public? Yeah, so we're also, um, I guess another thing that we were looking at um, was, you know, now that all of our parents are um, homeschooling their kids, yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, you know, we know that's the majority of people now, um, and people are looking for really different and innovative ways to educate their kids and, and potentially in some areas that aren't necessarily a huge focus in the school curriculum. Mm. So we've developed some, some basic um, kind of homeschooling curriculum for parents to actually teach their kids um, about nutrition at home. So they're just some short kind of activities that go over a couple of weeks that the parents can either teach sit down and teach the kids themselves or if they want to spare 30 minutes to themselves then we're organizing some online uh, education meetings to actually teach the kids ourselves while the parents can sit down and have a have a coffee in 30 minutes uh, peace and quiet <laughs> if they want to so <laughs> sounds great or maybe that yeah. polyphenol rich glass of wine who knows <laughs> <laughs> depending on the time of the day if it's a late afternoon class <laughs> Hey, it's all in the timing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And who knows what time of the day it is at the moment. So Absolutely. Well, it's nine o'clock like, somewhere in the world at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So I think that kind of brings it to the end of what I was wanting to ask about. But is there anything else that you would like to flesh out, whether that's about your journey as a dietitian, about your business, um, or even going into some other areas that you've found that people are currently really interested in that you've been helping them with? Yeah, I think probably one of the, the key things that we can probably give some people advice about is, and it, it's partly coming back to our snacking habits that we've all kind of formed, but I think this is more of a, you know, a longer term strategy that people can work with. We often rely on food to fix other problems. So often when we're tired, when we're stressed or emotional, um, just having a bad day, we rely on food to fix that and whilst it does fix that in the short term it certainly doesn't in in the longer term and I think it's really important for us to encourage people to look back at where the problem has started to begin with so if you want to break 
a habit and form new habits, you need to know what's causing that to begin with. So if you're relying on three or four hours sleep a night, food is not going to fix that over the longer term. It'll help you, you know, throughout the day when you're sort of craving sugar and, and getting those sort of energy highs mm. from that. But you really need to be looking at the sleep side of things and saying, okay, well, maybe if I improve my sleep habit, the need to snack on high sugar foods throughout the day won't be there or won't be mm. as strong so i think it's really important for us to come back and say okay well what's something else that i can do in place of that snacking habit as well do mm. i need to lie down and meditate for five or ten minutes do i need to go and do some gardening go and walk the dog do some cooking you know what is that that um thing that you're really passionate about mm. um that's going to fulfill you as much as what the the snacking habit is going to so because i think we focus so much on wellness and and prevention these mm. days we need to look at it as a well-rounded approach not just nutrition or not just exercise and i'm sure you probably see that in, absolutely in your work as well yeah. absolutely and even just in that example that you've just given i was like well in that scenario it's like our people having a, a 3 p.m cup of coffee because they are so exhausted because they didn't get to sleep but then they can't get to sleep so like the self-perpetuating problems and then even the en energy generation that comes from doing activities uh, that you're passionate about, that you enjoy doing. If you're sitting in front of a computer and you're not particularly, you know, aroused by it, it could be data entry yeah. and just like really mind numbing work that if you can take breaks and which is, you know, the current situation lends to now is you can take a break, you can go do something that really lights you up and that could give you the energy that you're looking for, that you're, you know, going and eating a bowl of gummy bears to try and fill. Yes. And I think that's a huge one. Like we definitely don't include enough things in our life that we're really passionate about. Mm. And I think when we do get to that point where we're just feeling flat all of the time because we're not doing the things we're enjoying, we're working mm. 12, 14 hours a day, not spending time with friends and family, you really get to the point that you're like, well, I'm going to rely on food to, to make me feel better. I'm not going to exercise because I'm too tired. And, and it's, uh, it's definitely a never ending cycle, but a lot of it has to do with the fact we're just not doing enough things that we enjoy doing. So that's definitely a good take home message. Excellent. I think, uh, yeah, that's definitely the message that a lot of um, the health professionals that you and I both know are reinforcing for the people who come and see them. So it's always nice to have that synchronicity in Newcastle on that message. Yes, I know. Well, Beck, we might leave it there, but I do want to ask how can people find out more about you and what services you offer um, yeah. and, how, and who would most benefit from these services even? Yeah, so people can go to our website. So that's a good um, one-stop shop. So uh, nutrientnation.com.au is our website. It lists all of our services on there. Also, and like tells some stories about who we are and and how we run our practice. I guess to give you a better idea of um, the type of dietitians that we are and and how we can help you. At the moment, I guess it's it's really beneficial for anyone who is struggling to get out of that rut if they feel that they are in that at the moment mm. we don't just talk about food when we have consults with people it's it's a lot more about behavior change as well and helping you work through those sticking points that might be preventing you from moving forward mm. so you know I, I think there's probably a lot of people out there at the moment in that situation so they're probably um, our ideal clients um, at this point in time
Well, I'll include your website in our meeting note of the podcast notes at the bottom so people can find you. And um, thank you, Beck, for your taking time out. This is Good Friday that we've recorded this. So it is our um, working on a public holiday. So I really appreciate taking the time out. No, thank you so much for having me on. Very much appreciated. And it's always nice chatting to you, Jackie.